COVID-19 Market Realities. Brought to you by New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Hi, uh, my name is Greg Harrison and I'm a commercial business advisor with New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. I'm delighted to, to uh, introduce my guest, Chris Ridd. Chris spent many years in senior roles at Microsoft and was the founding MD for Xero in Australia. He continues to consult widely in industry, as well as being a board member and a chair for a number of startup and scale-up firms. So I mean, there's simply no better person to talk to about what's happening in the tech sector in Australia today. Chris, welcome. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for that generous introduction too. Can I begin by asking what are your overall observations? What are you seeing in small to medium business as they adjust to COVID-19? Look, it's, it's, um, it's shifted a little bit. I mean, I think initially it's fair to say that there was a lot of panic when the COVID-19 situation hit us. I was really, from my own perspective, right in the thick of it, advising a number of tech companies, as you said in the intro. I would say that um, with the exception of maybe a couple, um, all of them felt it really hard. And our focus was very much about preserving cash, acting very quickly. And, you know, unfortunately with a, a number of those technology firms, they had to let go of staff and and I think there was a huge amount of uncertainty in that first month um, and although that uncertainty is still there I think it's shifting much more to an optimistic outlook. It's two quite distinct camps right now Greg I mean I'm seeing a number of companies that are still very much focused on getting through there's no new initiatives and um, and they're just really wanting to try and get through until some certainty re-emerges in the market there's another camp, though, that I would say that are taking a really proactive stance in this time. They're investing, um, they're taking on new initiatives. I think COVID-19 is providing a cloud cover right now to allow businesses to do some different things within their business models that um, they otherwise wouldn't get away with. And I think that's a really interesting opportunity that, um, that you can go and make some substantial changes that you otherwise probably wouldn't get away with that could mean headcount, could be restructure, it could be new initiatives, um, cost cutting, whatever it is, to get the business into better shape when we emerge from this. That's something that I'm seeing now, uh, that businesses that are getting on the front foot are realising it's a real opportunity. So the initial process was all about that, that shock, the adjustment. So back to business basics of uh, cash flow, speed of execution, but a real shift in uncertainty equaling negativity to uncertainty equaling opportunity. So are you seeing um, specific trends around the numbers of deals being closed, the ability to generate pipeline churn rates, all those classic SaaS metrics that you'd see? What are you observing over the last eight to 10 weeks? Well, look, in the main business, I mean, it's clearly slowed. What I'm seeing, and, and certainly one of the pieces of advice I've been giving is to focus on existing customers. So retention is really key. You mentioned churn. I think, you know, subscription businesses in this time is really proving their value in terms of that sort of ongoing payment, which has been really good. But the trick is with subscription businesses to ensure that you're minimising churn. And so the way to do that really is focusing on the value of your platform. One of the tech startups I'm involved with is a company called SalesPresa. Um, think PowerPoint on steroids that's centrally based that, you know, you can uh, distribute content to salespeople, you know, all over the place. It's all data-driven and it's all in real time. They're not tied to one particular industry. Some of the customers um, that they've got are in the travel industry and, of course, you know, that they're doing it tough. But others um, are in tech or in fast-moving consumer goods and are seeing a huge uplift. So, you know, they're upselling in those accounts. We started off with this whole COVID-19 thinking that was going to be 
a really tough ride for them, and it has been, but they're, they're coming through and actually seeing an uptick in, in their pipeline on the back of, you know, both existing customers that are, are, are wanting to add more seats, but also, you know, some new deals that are coming through. The focus for them in terms of deals and so forth is changing the narrative to, to one that, hey, now is a really good time to get your shop in order. Now is a great time to take on these new initiatives so that when you emerge from this, this crisis, you're able to execute a lot, a lot better. So as sales continues to evolve through this process, um, should not we look at sales in a little bit more fluid way? Or do you think the traditional model of selling will come back into vogue once COVID has passed? Right now, um, I think the conversation really needs to, to reinforce the value of your software. Clearly, technology uh, delivers huge value in these times where we're all having to work remotely. You know, we're, we're self-isolating. And, and I'm seeing some great examples where companies are changing the dialogue to really capitalise on that. One of the boards that I sit on is a company called Compass Education. And they've done a couple of things which I think has been... Um, has had some big impact long-term for the business. They've got some remote learning capabilities within their product. And the product team got together with sales, you know, the executive and decided, why don't we ramp up some elements of what we're offering to schools so that they can do a better job and uplift elements of the remote learning platform. So that's a great example where the product team um, changed some of their priorities and actually developed new features around remote learning that they could take to market. Really, really clever, uh, and that's had a big impact. The other thing they did was, for schools that weren't using some of those modules, they actually offered you know three months of free to use those modules. That was really powerful because it allowed those schools to try them out. Um, but it was also great for building goodwill and trust that they could go to their existing accounts and say, hey, you know, we're developing these new features. Why don't you try it? Remote learning has been a real challenge for school kids, and they've been able to you know really turn on a dime and offer value to existing customers and also get them trial, trialing new elements of their product. So a really good example of taking an approach which means that they can bring value to their clients during these tough times. And let's face it, a lot of technology that we sell to clients requires a change management aspect. And I think part of COVID-19, one of the long-term impacts of this is going to be that, you know, we'll reflect back and go, actually, we were forced into a situation where technology had to be pervasive. There was no choice. Right. So, and as a result, we've seen the value of that. I think that's been fascinating. It is. It is. But it all comes back to uh, being close enough to the market, close enough to your customers to know what problems people are experiencing, whether they're imposed socially, politically, economically. It's just you know have have your eyes on the market. In terms of of what all this means, what is there any you know two or three bullet points worth of advice you'd give to New Zealand companies? looking to expand or start from scratch in Australia at this very point in time? It's a good question. I mean, some of the tech companies I'm involved with, we are, we're expanding globally. And it's always a bit scary because, of course, it usually involves capital outlay and taking on a new market where it's not proven. So, but I think like anything, you've got to do your homework. You don't enter a market with all guns blazing. You've got to do some careful analysis and make sure that you understand the competition, you understand what it's going to cost you to enter that market, and obviously you've got to understand the upside of the market opportunity. Look at what partnerships in the market can help you. You enter that market. A really good example, when we are at Zero, go back in 2011, Zero formed a partnership with two quite large organisations, Telstra and ANZ Bank. And, you know, we did that at that time 
as a way of, you know, helping to drive business. But it also what it meant is we had incredible credibility by being associated with those brands. You know, back in the day when Zero, no one had heard of us, right? So they were really important partnerships. So that was useful. I think also for a lot of New Zealand companies, I'm assuming that they would have, if they're in enterprise sales, they're probably selling to customers that may have some sort of headquarters in Australia. That's always handy to actually use your customers to launch into a new market. Salespresso is a great example of that. We've launched into Europe and into the US on the back of deals we've done with companies like Asahi and Flight Center and realestate.com. These are big global brands that have used technology in Australia and then we've sold via them into other markets, which means, of course, we don't have to set up an office. We don't have to even put a salesperson in those markets. We might do that one day. But it just means that we can enter without actually burning through a whole lot of cash. So thanks for your time today, Chris. That was great. Um, I've been in industry now for close to 40 years, and I've lived through many of the upturns and downturns of the IT sector as the various economic cycles have come and gone. And whilst this has been certainly a traumatic experience for business and society as a whole, I also think it's a really hopeful time for the IT sector, particularly those young companies. There are huge opportunities out there. So if you can just grasp them, have a good plan, a good strategy and execute well, the, uh, the future is very bright indeed. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. You've been listening to an NZT podcast. For more insights and tools to help your business, go to covid19.nzte.govt.nz.